Hello and welcome to another episode of the Part-Time Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Hubbard. Thanks a ton for being here. I really think that you're going to enjoy today's episode, especially if you had a rough point or maybe feel stuck as a creator and you're like, what am I supposed to do in these situations? I've got 11 tips that I have found over the years from talking to creators to uh, you know struggling with these myself. I don't think there's anything on this list I haven't struggled with or I haven't talked to another creator about things that they've struggled with. And you know, interestingly enough, a lot of us creators will go through the same sort of struggles, um, maybe in different cycles and in a different order, but we're along the journey. These are all things that you're going to come across. And if you have, you know, the right uh, mindset and if you have the right objective and you know from the start what you want to do, navigating these becomes a lot easier. So I think that's something that we, it's good to feel like, okay, well, I'm not the only one, right? I think that's, that was the thing that bothered me the most. And if it's bothering you, today's episode is going to be perfect for you. Before I get started with that, I am now officially on social media. So I just started my TikTok account at Shane underscore PTC. You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube is in the works. I think you can, you can still find me there, but it's just, there's not a lot of stuff on that platform. So Make sure you go check it out at Shane underscore PTC. Um, lots of my short form content is going to be geared towards the things that I talk in my podcast, but in a much more bite-sized fashion. So if that's more your style or you want to just get a different idea quickly, that's the great, the, the best place to go. TikTok is my number one. Everything else sort of falls second to TikTok. I think TikTok as a platform is amazing. I'm a little bit biased. Okay, I'll stop talking. <laughs> All right, so today we're talking about 11 things that I wish I knew as a struggling content creator. Some of these, like I had mentioned, are stuff that I've talked about with other creators. Some of it is stuff that I've experienced, you know, firsthand exclusively. So we're gonna go through each one and I'm gonna elaborate on each point. First, talking about the struggle and then second, talking about the solution that I came up with or that I talked to another creator about and they helped me understand on a deeper level, okay? So here we go. Number one, talk about a subject. Create content around a subject that you love. That is probably the most important thing. And that's not just because it's a good idea, right? You're going to have a, you know, a, a strong understanding about something that you love. But when you're making content and you're playing this long game, if you don't love what you're talking about, it's going to be very difficult to get to the point, create enough volume, have enough time, have enough patience to get to the point where you're actually going to start seeing success on social media. And if you end up creating uh, you know, a business out of this, you go from being a part-time content creator to a full-time content creator. If you don't love what you're talking about, it's, it's going to suck. <laughs> it's, you know, they, the people that, uh, you know, raised you or whoever will say, you know, do something as a career that you love. Um, not everyone gets the luxury of doing that. Sometimes the necessity of making money comes first. And I get that. I'm not trying to say that, that that's the wrong route, but it very much needs to be something that you wake up every day and you go, I enjoy talking about this. It used to be fitness for me. Um, and that love changed. It, it's a different form of love. Now it's more of an appreciation and a hobby than it is a career. Um, and that might happen, but I've understood over time and you will understand over time that if you really love something, you wake up every day and you're like, I want to talk about this. I want to learn about this. I want to create content. I want to you know, this needs to be a priority in my life amongst all the other things that I have a priority, my spouse, my relationships, with my friends, my work. Uh, you might not love what you do full time, but you still have to be able to fit uh, what you love to do and what you need to do at the, you know, in the same day. 
Um, so pick a subject you love, pick a subject that you could research endlessly, pick a subject that is something that, again, you wake up and you're like, I can't wait to talk about this on video or a podcast or whatever it might be. I can't wait to research, to organize the information and to create content. If, if you've picked a subject like that, you're going to make it the long haul because there's going to be so many things that get in your way that are going to try to stop you from making content. Just regular old things, you know, life in general is going to keep you from wanting to do that. And the love for what you do is what's going to help you push past that. So make sure you're doing something you really enjoy. Don't just pick a topic that is popular right now and you're trying to capitalize on the trend. That's not going to work. You're going to die out and the people that love what they do are going to win because they're going to have that long game and that long strategy already figured out. Okay, so that's number one. Talk about something that you love. The more you can focus on that and the more you hone in on something you love, the better it will be. Now, you might not uh, understand if you love the topic you're talking about and you might need that, you know, uh, that uh, that push. You might have to get to the ends of the rope and figure out, do I really love this? Um, I, you know, the best advice I can give you on that is try your best to decide whether you love something before you start. And so the easiest thing that's ever worked for me is, is, well, what do I do in my free time that I don't get paid to do, but I love to do it and I do it consistently? Those are the three questions that I asked myself before I started this podcast. And that's the topic that came up is I love talking about how to make content better, how to help content creators that struggle with understanding how to make better content and how to do it in a way that works as a part-time creator. Uh, so you don't feel like you can't do it just because you don't have, you know, eight hours a day to work towards uh, being a content creator, you can still make it happen part time. And that's my goal for you. And that's what I want to be able to help you with. All right. So that's number one. Number two, work with what you have and scale as you go. Uh, a few creators that I've talked to in the past feel handcuffed to not being able to make content because they don't have the best equipment, they don't have the best microphone, they don't have the best camera. Um, and so what I've learned over the years is you just work with what you have. I mean, everyone has a cell phone. Every cell phone these days has a camera in it. Use that. Um, you can. I've talked previously about getting inexpensive microphones to improve your audio quality. I think I've the most I've ever spent on a, a microphone for my phone is fifty dollars. Uh, you can save. You know, fifty dollars sounds like a lot. That's fine. You can save up fifty bucks and buy your microphone and dramatically increase the value of your content for as little as fifty bucks. Which, in comparison to things like you know, a professional camera or, you know, a microphone like this, which is, you know, not that inexpensive. It's, it's a pretty relatively expensive microphone, but all the, all the, the gear that I've ever had is all stuff that I've scaled. I started with just a very simple lavalier microphone in my phone. I didn't used to have a webcam, webcam. I didn't used to have a computer. I didn't used to have a microphone that was, you know, of higher quality. These are all things that I have over the, you know, eight years that I've been creating content that I've scaled up and I've started from, you know, very minimal and then slowly built my equipment over time. And I still don't have a professional camera, not one that you could use, you know, do vlogging with or anything like that. I still just use my phone camera, which is excellent, by the way. I'm not saying that it's not a good camera, but, you know, there's these, there's this idea that we need more in order to create and nothing can be further from the truth. There are plenty of creators out there that have either been part-time or started full-time and they have made an entire living out of just using their phone to create content, whether it be, you know, vlog style or, uh, you know, uh, content creation through TikTok or maybe it's filmmaking. You know, there's there's plenty of filmmakers that started just using their phone and have used what they 
um, have made it work with what they currently have and not having to break the bank or go broke simply just to get the right equipment. So don't ever feel like you have to have, you know, the most perfect uh, setup. Uh, you have to have, a, you know, a $4,000 camera. You don't need any of that. Start with your phone. And I think the first upgrade every creator should make if they haven't already is the microphone that they use to record videos on their phone. Uh, you can very easily get a lavalier microphone or a wireless uh, microphone for, again, less than 100 bucks. So if that's where you need to start, that's where you need to start. And don't be discouraged by, you know, all the people that have the most perfect cameras. Social media, especially TikTok, doesn't revolve around the production quality. Obviously, you know, if you can afford to have a higher production quality, great. But you can go viral. You can, you know, make great content. You can provide value. You can do all these things that help grow your following without having professional gear. So don't be discouraged. Get creating today. Don't hesitate. There's no reason. There's no excuse. Just get started. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, find a consistent volume of content that you can create. You know, you might hear on TikTok, oh, you need to post three times a day. You need to post once a day. You know, like, then you'll hear the official TikTok account say you don't need to post once a day to, to be successful. There's no, um, you know, secret formula for how many times you post for going viral or, you know, getting your content to more people. So find a consistent volume schedule that works for you. All right. Later on, we're going to be talking about how volume is important, but you have to scale it to your time commitment. As a part-time content creator, you might have one to four hours for being probably the most you can dedicate to creating, you know, researching, creating, uh, you know, formatting, like getting your captions right, getting all of your, you know, all the stuff that you need to get right before you hit post. You only have four hours. So if that means that you can only, you know, post once a day or two times a week, or once a week, whatever works for you. The most important thing is not how many times, it's not the frequency that you post, especially in the beginning. It's the cadence, it's the schedule. If you post every Sunday at a certain time, that will help people understand, okay, this person posts at this time, there's some expectancy and there's a consistent schedule and there's a rhythm that you get into. And when you get that rhythm, you're able to create content better and more frequently and eventually build your frequency and your volume because you've created a system that is uh, efficient. And when you create an efficient system, you create the, or I should say, you increase the quantity of posts you're able to put out. So to give you an example, I used to start by doing just three posts a week. And then I got in such a rhythm with making content. And then I learned about batch recording, which we'll talk about later. And I was able to start posting once a day. And then I got to a point where I had this little window of opportunity to start posting twice a day. I did that for a little bit, but then I had to scale that back because that didn't, that wasn't sustainable. And so I went back to posting once a day and that became a much more sustainable form of posting content. And I was able to stick with that for months on end. So whatever that looks like for you, there's no, you know, perfect situation. The two things you have to consider is how many times a week can I post consistently and how can I increase my volume? And if you're those are two ends of the spectrum. As long as you're trying to keep those in balance so you don't lose your consistency, you're always going to be that much further along than a creator that is um, hesitating because they're like, oh, I didn't post three times a week. Why should I even you know, post? Or, um, you know, I wasn't able to create content today. I'm just going to give up. That's not how it works. Find something that's, what I would recommend is pick a, a frequency scale for posting that's very reasonable, like once a week. And it might not feel like a lot, but it doesn't matter because in the beginning, all you're trying to do is build momentum. So don't stress out about having the perfect 
you know, frequency to, you know, quantity ratio. Focus first on how consistent can I stay? What does that mean for posting each week? And just go from there. And I promise you that over time, as you build a more efficient system, as you create more content and get in the, the kind of like that flow state and get and get used to knowing how to get through these entry barriers of creating content, posting more often will happen naturally. And as long as you keep your consistency, consistency scale, you know, intact, meaning that you have at least a minimum that you always post, this will be so much easier over time. All right. So post on a consistent volume schedule so that you can, you know, get in a rhythm and that people can expect when to see your content. All right. Number four, make it easy to create a lot of content. If you don't have, you know, let's say that you see like the Alex Hermazi, Grant Cardone, you know, all these guys that are, you know, these perfect, you know, resolution on their, uh, their videos. Um, they have these awesome teams that create these really cool captions that are super engaging with sound effects and emojis and moving text and color text and all that stuff. And that's amazing. Like I've, I do that stuff too, but it is extremely time consuming. And so what you'll start to understand over time is how do I marry, uh, you know, style and engagement with consistency of post. If you're making these really elaborate, you know, especially if you're working, you're, you're on your own, you're your own creator. You can't afford a team to do all this stuff for you. Alex Hermazi spends $70,000 between him and his wife a month for a content creation team to post 80 posts a week, all right? Now that's scaled tremendously higher because he has a much, first of all, he's a, an amazing business owner and he has a lot of money to devote to something like that. To scale that down to a part-time creator, you know, budget and schedule, it's not a feasible, you know, uh, strategy to take on because you're the sole creator. You're doing it all the work yourself and that's okay. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you have to be reasonable about understanding he creates the type of content because he has, you know, the, the time, the money and, and the, the ability to, you know, pay for that service. If you're a part-time content creator, you might only have enough time to, you know, hit the record button, maybe do a little bit of edits of the, the pausing and stuff like that, and then post the content with minimal captions and, and stuff like that. And I'll teach you a way to make this the most efficient process you possibly can in another episode. Cause that's definitely on, that's on my, you know, the to-do list is in terms of like how to create content that's, um, you know, high quality that, pr- that promotes value that still has all the things that make content better and also has accessibility and all this stuff. So we'll get to that. But my point is, is that make it easy to create a lot of content. If you can create, you know, seven videos in a day, that's an efficient system. You can post once a day and you can get your volume, you know, much higher. Uh, pick a system that that li- limits or reduces the amount of editing you have to do in post-production because editing is the most time-consuming part of being a content creator. Um, so I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm not saying it's not a good strategy. All I'm saying is, is that it's time-consuming and because time is the most valuable resource you have as a content creator, you have to learn how to manage your time. Do I need to spend more time on creating content? and take away some of that from editing so that I can, you know, post more frequently? Do I need to, you know, do long form content like a podcast and then try to chop it up? You know, what do I have the, the competency, the aptitude for all this stuff? Because if you're not a natural creator, or if you're not a natural, uh, you know, editor, it might feel overwhelming to have to edit all your videos. And so again, we'll talk about how to make the editing process minimal and still get lots of value out of your content in a future episode. But just keep that in mind 
as kind of a, a reoccurring thought is I need to make my content pre- creation process easy, especially if I'm starting off. And I don't have a lot of experience with creating content outside of the, the typical point and shoot, uh, you know, on your phone type stuff. Okay. All right. Tip number five, it'll take longer than you think to be successful. Um, this is one that really, uh, I really had to learn the hard way and I really started getting frustrated because I was focusing on the outcome. Um, and focusing on the outcome will typically make things more challenging for you and, and not in a productive way. So when I was in fitness, one of the things that I typically would do um, for myself is I was focused on the outcome. If I wanted to be you know, 10% body fat, I focused on being 10% body fat. What I learned when I became a coach and I started actually teaching this stuff was that you never focus on the outcome. You have the outcome as you know what it is. You know what, you, what the long-term sort of target is, but you never focus on that target. You focus on the, the daily and the weekly tasks that it takes to get to that outcome. So when you have outcome-based thinking, you actually hurt yourself in the long, long run because you're constantly thinking about the thing that's going to happen if you just focus on the daily tasks. The problem is, is that the daily tasks, it's not really a problem, but the problem that most of us have is that when we focus on the outcome, we actually lose sight of the daily tasks that we're supposed to be doing. When you, all you focus on is what you're supposed to do every single day, then the outcome just happens. You don't have to think about it. So as a creator, what you want to do is, yes, you might want to have, you know, 10,000 followers or 20,000 followers, or, you know, maybe you want to make money, a certain amount of money creating content or sign a brand deal. Those are all outcome goals. But if you don't focus on the intermediate steps to get there, the research, the content creation, the posting schedule, the, you know, the captions, the keywords, all the stuff that goes into making content, then you're going to get discouraged very quickly. You also have to, and this should be like another tip, but I want to kind of merge it with this, this fifth one. You have to enjoy the journey. You have to fall in love with the process of making content. It's going to get frustrating, uh, especially if you're editing your content consistently. It's going to get difficult things are going to get in your way, you know, as a part-time content creator, if you have a family, if you're a dad or a mom or, an, you know, somebody who has dependents, who has to take care of kids, there are going to be times where you want to create content, but you can't because, you know, you got to take care of your kids. You got to take care of something else around the house. Those are not bad things, but they will be roadblocks and you have to figure out how to wiggle in and how to schedule your content. Like right now I'm recording, it's 5 a.m. I woke up at 4 a.m. today to start getting ready on, on content um, because that's what I have to do if I really want to make this happen. I, I can't just sleep in till six, wake up and go to work. I got to wake up earlier and I got to work at night as well to make you know this actually happen. So again, it's, it's sacrifice, but I promise you, if you enjoy the process, if you enjoy making content, editing content, um, and trust me, I'm not saying you always have to enjoy it. Like there are moments where I do not enjoy it and, and that's okay. But if on the whole, 80% of the time you're enjoying the process, it's going to be so much easier. And that is something you might have to learn how to do. It might not just come natural, but when you learn to enjoy the process, it makes it easier to not focus on being successful and focus on what it takes to be successful. And if you're always focused on the next day and you're not worried about, you know, how many followers you have or how how, your content going viral or whatever, you're just focusing on the grind, you will eventually get there. Not because there's anything special about it, but because it's a long game. You don't see success until the, you know, the last 90% of your journey, so to speak, um, depending on how long your journey is. But you know what I'm saying. 
essentially you won't see the finish line until you're very close to the finish line. You know, it's there, you know, you know, the path that you need to take to get there. But if you quit before you can see it and before you get to it, then that's the only thing that's going to stop you. If you can just avoid quitting, then you will eventually get there. And that's probably one of the most important lessons I've ever learned. Okay. Number six, I think we're on number six. Everything is, is labeled alphabetically. So I guess F is the sixth one. I don't know. I, you know what I mean? We're on, <laughs> we're on the next step. We're on the next tip. All right. Virality isn't all that it's cracked up to be. I'm not saying I do not want you to go viral. I wish that, you know, the most luck for you for going viral, but it's important to understand that just because a video went viral doesn't mean you're suddenly going to be famous. In fact, there's a lot of things that I've learned about videos that I've made that have gone viral. I've made videos that have gone viral in fitness, um, in relationships like couples, stuff like that. I've made videos that have gone viral in gaming. Those are my three like kind of areas before I came to content creation, um, which is one of the reasons why I didn't, you know, I actually hesitated to be the kind of person that talked about content creation tips because it's like, well, I got to do the work first. I got to prove, you know, I got to actually have done this work. I have to actually have had success before I can talk about it because I always wanted to talk about it, but I was like, you know what? I got to put in the work. So anyway, um, going viral is great for getting a lot of eyeballs on your content, but it's not the end all be all. It's not the end result. It's not the outcome goal. Going viral is a result of consistently posting videos that have value and it just taking off because people liked it. They shared it. They commented on it. You know, those things, they watched it all the way through. Those are all metrics that are important for you know, like the TikTok algorithm. I'm going to be talking about the TikTok algorithm a lot in these examples because it is, in my opinion, the best platform to be on at this moment. Instagram just doesn't have it figured out. YouTube Shorts doesn't quite have it figured out yet. So when I talk about virality and success, I'm talking about my experience with TikTok, just so you know, just some background information. So when you go viral, you might get a lot of followers, you might get a lot of likes, comments, you know, all this good stuff. The most important thing to understand is if you go viral on a specific topic, make sure it's the topic that you're actually talking about and that you want to create more content about. Because when you go viral on a specific topic, the people that follow you are expecting you to have more content based on that specific topic. I'll give an example. If you're not a gamer, this might not make a whole lot of sense. But when I was doing my gaming TikTok account, I made several videos that went viral on Warzone. And then I stopped playing Warzone because the nature of Warzone stopped becoming fun for me personally. Long story short, when I got all of those followers, those, you know, four or 5,000 followers from that video or from a uh, a sort of collection of different videos about Warzone, um, they stopped liking my content because I stopped posting about Warzone. I started doing Fortnite and other games and nobody liked that content, not because it wasn't good, but because it wasn't the content they had thought I was making and the reason why they followed me. They thought I was going to make more Warzone content. And I was a more of a variety gamer. And so be careful what you go viral in. Um, Also, be careful how virality affects your mental state. You're going to get a flush of dopamine. You're going to feel like the most important creator in the world. You're going to feel like you you made it. This is is it. And what I can tell you is, is that lasts about 48 hours. And then life goes back to normal on your account, in your mind. And it's almost depressing. There's almost this like, because you had this super high, now you're going to have a low. And as a result of that, it can feel like it can, it can be a little discouraging. And so what I would, what I would caution you is, is not to, not to avoid celebrating your virality, but to have it in mind that this is just part of the process. 
it's great that you went viral. It's awesome that you created a piece of content that so many people resonated with and they loved, but don't let it get to your head because it's only going to slow you down as a content creator. What I would do differently now is when I go viral, I would be happy that that is something that was a result of my hard work, but I would continue to work just as hard as if I was starting from ground zero and nobody was watching my content. If you have that mentality, you can both enjoy the fact that you went viral, but not let it affect your consistency with posting as a content creator and not affect your cadence with, I think that it's important to pretend that you're always at the bottom of the content creator bucket. The same way that, you know, someone who is very wealthy still dresses as if they only have $50,000 a year salary, right? They don't indulge themselves just because they have more money because that's not necessarily the best long-term plan. If you spend all of your money on super nice things and you have less money to reinvest in your business, to reinvest in yourself, to reinvest in growing your money even more. So I'm not saying you can't have, you know, nice, a nice pair of jeans or a nice pair of shoes, but you got to be smart about this stuff. You got to be smart when it comes to creating content and getting results. How do I make sure that I'm enjoying the, the fruits of my labor without letting them get the best of me and letting them affect my consistency and my drive and my passion to be a content creator? That's all. That's all I'm going to say about virality um, for this specific episode. Um, but we'll definitely, that'll be a kind of a reoccurring theme um, in the podcast. All right, next tip, I believe it's number seven. Your system for creating content needs to be efficient. All right, so this kind of goes along with uh, make it easy to create content. You know, you have a process. If, you don't sh- if you're not sure what that process should be, uh, I'll make a podcast episode about that. It's a great idea for a podcast episode. Um, but it's also something you just have to experience. You need to just dive in and, you know, get your feet wet. That's a, that should be another topic, but I'll lump it in with this because I didn't want to make it like 20,000 things that you should know as a, as a struggling content creator, I wanted to keep it below 12 or so. Um, but essentially what you have to do is just dive right in. Um, don't be afraid to just learn through experience and failure. Um, in school, we're taught that, you know, failing is a bad thing. If you get an F, it's like you're the worst and dumbest person in the class. It's like, no, uh, failure is the, is the most essential and probably the most common aspect of success. Like, I don't, I think people think success and failure are like, these two opposite polar, you know, deals. It's like, no, failure and success are like a a synergistic part of life. Um, And they're constantly going back and forth. And you're always going to have more failure than you are going to have success. I used to be a baseball player. And if you hit the ball and got on base 30% of the time, that was a huge success. Like you were the one of the best hitters in the league and anything else in life, 30% is like, like, why are you even trying at that point? So you have to have this mentality almost like a baseball player or like the baseball game in general that success is going to come rarely. But as long as you're trying to progressively increase the amount of success you have, then you're on the right track. So just dive right in, figure out what it is that you need to do, create a system that works really efficiently for you. And and remember that the keyword there is for you. It's not for somebody else. There's plenty of creators that I've learned and I've, they've been nice enough to share their, their content process, but there's definitely things that I just won't be able to do. Like we gave the example of Alex Hermanzi earlier. I don't have $70,000 a month. I don't even have, I don't even make $70,000 a year um, to be able to, you know, buy a content creation team or anything like that. So understand that it all, everything can be scalable. And sometimes you have to just dive right in and try to figure out what is going to work for you. 
and there might be something that you try and it doesn't work. Don't be discouraged by that. Don't be afraid to quit when something isn't working in your favor for your long-term goal of staying efficient. All right. Quitting is not, you know, in the, in the regard of trying to find a system that works for you, quitting is not a bad thing. It's actually a very efficient and intelligent thing to do. If you're trying a certain strategy and it's not working, I'll give you an example. Um, one of the things I s- sought out to do is create these really, um, you'll see it in some of my videos, these really cool, you know, elaborate uh, captions where the text changes and there's animations and colors and emojis and sounds and that all stuff is, is amazing. I love to create that content, but it's like a one to two hour editing process. And uh, there's many days and many weeks where I just don't have the luxury to do that on a consistent basis. And so I do it when I can, but I don't stress about not being able to do it perfectly every single time. And so I have this sort of plan A, which is at the very least, what is what kind of what do I need to keep in mind with my content creation? Well, I need to be able to have good audio because otherwise nobody's going to want to listen. And two, I want to be able to have some sort of subtitles so that people who are not listening on their phones can at least read and and see what the content's about. And for those that don't know, anywhere between 80 to 90% of people watch videos with their phone on silent. Excuse me. So if you're not using, excuse me, if you're not using subtitles, people are usually just going to scroll up. It's almost become a norm at this point. If you don't have subtitles, nobody's going to watch, or at least they're not going to you know, continue to watch and then turn the volume on and then watch from there. So, and I'm totally guilty of this. There's so many situations in life where I'm at work or I'm on the toilet or I'm in public, whatever, where the sound is not on because I just, it's just not conducive to the situation of me watching in that, in that environment. So, um, creating a system that's efficient should be your number one goal. And a lot of times that won't be something you know how to do until you dive in and you try stuff that doesn't work. Right. Everything that doesn't work, don't worry about it. Just stick with what does work. Find a system that works for you. And again, we'll talk about the process that I use as a part-time content creator to give you an idea because it's probably going to cater more to your schedule than some of the other creators that are talking about certain things that, you know, because they have a lot more time, right? That's, that's the most frustrating part. It's like, well, you have more time. Of course, that'll work for you. But if you have less time, we'll talk about an episode on, on how to make that work for yourself. So how to be more efficient. Okay. All right, I believe this is number eight. Create content with the least resistance possible. Very similar to um, the, the last topic, but on a, on a different scale that I wanted to talk about a little bit more in depth. When you're creating content, you're constantly trying to understand, okay, well, when I record this, what is what am I going to have to spend on editing in terms of time? What am I going to have to spend on creating captions? Um, what am I going to have to spend on... Uh, you know, writing the text that goes in uh, the body of my video post, um, the research for content ideas, keywords, hashtags, uh, topics that people are searching for. When you when you start thinking of these things, it's going to feel overwhelming. It's going to be like, whoa, I have to do all this stuff. But the more organized you become with it, the more you can start spacing it out. So the resistance that you're going to feel needs to be spread out as much as possible. So maybe like on a Sunday is when you do all your batch recording. And then, you know, you're all, most, most creators, especially me anyway, are always researching. Like there's always, my research is always in the back of my mind. Oh, that was a good idea. Let me go research it. Oh, um, I have a couple of extra, you know, I have a half an hour. Let me go on answer the public or let me go on Google and just start typing things in and see if there's people that are looking for that. See if there's, you know, a need for answering that content. 
Um, then you might have a day where it's like, okay, well, let's do some research on hashtags or, hey, I've got, you know, a 30 minute lunch. I can spend 10 minutes, you know, recording a quick little video and editing it and, and then, you know, saving it and posting it, putting it in my drafts, getting ready to, you know, all this stuff. When you're creating content with the least amount of resistance possible, you're going to increase your volume naturally. And there's this kind of formula between what is a what is the most amount of volume I can post consistently and do it over a sustainable amount of time, right? So like if once a week is the most sustainable and most consistent you can be for six months, then do that. That's the most important thing. It's not like I need to create three videos a day. It's like, no, that's, you're doing it backwards. It's, it's about consistency first. It's about understanding, well, what can I do, you know, for six months, not what can I do for three weeks? Now you might have, you know, time in that six months where you, let's say you have, I don't know, maybe you get sick and you have to, you know, a week off of work. Well, you have a week worth of content that you could maybe not create because you're sick, but maybe you can research or maybe you can do, you know, this or that, or, or maybe you can just do a, a podcast episode because, you know, your voice isn't cracking and you're not, you don't sound dead like you're dying, but you know, you've, you know, whatever it might be, there might be moments where you have an uptick in the amount of content you can produce and post but always have a plan B, always have the, the sort of the foundational plan. Okay, what's the least I need to be able to do? Um, in content creation, I think it's important to understand what's the least I can do because you always have a fallback plan. And because consistency and efficiency is important and the long game is the most important part, being able to have a fallback plan where it's the minimum you can do is very useful while also trying to do the most you can do, right? So it's not that you're doing the least because you're being lazy. It's just, this is the plan I have when life gets crazy. And as a part-time content creator, that's going to happen more, um, presumably than if you're a full-time content creator, because you have way many, way more things occupying your daily time and you have to be a lot more organized. So find the path of least resistance and organize that in a way that it works best for you. All right. Number eight, question mark. Value is the most important component of content. Everything else comes second, 100% true. Video quality comes second. Um, Captions, you know, being stylized and perfect comes second. Um, You know, the trend, the sound, the hashtags, all that stuff comes second to value. You could have a video with the perfect hashtags, the perfect captions, the the most stylized, you know, caption in, in, you know, it looks like Alex Hermazzi's or Grant Cardone's or some of these other guys, um, all that stuff could be perfect in line, but if your value is not there, nobody gives a crap about any of that stuff. There are creators that don't have, you know, super cool captions, uh, you know, stylized emojis, sound effects, perfect editing, lots of like jump cuts and all that stuff. There are creators that don't have that stuff, but over deliver on value every single post. And those creators go the distance. One that comes to mind that I actually felt really encouraged by was coach stone. If if you've never heard of him, go on TikTok, type in coach stone. I think he has two profiles. It's like a green background with him smiling and kind of like a black and white, uh, style photo. Go check out his content. He's not doing these super elaborate captions and tons of these really crazy edits and like all this stuff. He's just providing value every single post and he's grown his, he's one of the most prominent and he's only in high school. He's one of the most prominent, uh, creator coaches in the space. And when I first started learning from him, it was the most, it was the biggest breath of fresh air because I felt like I had to be these, you know, this crazy like editor in order to make these awesome videos that people actually wanted to watch. But he proved to me that if you provide value and that is the most important thing, everything comes second. 
Um, so I'm not saying that that secondary stuff isn't important, but what I am saying is, is that if value is not the priority, all that other stuff, secondary, it doesn't matter. So if all you have time for is providing value as a creator, then that's all you need. All right. All the fancy stuff that can come when you have more time, when you start becoming more efficient, like last night, I'll give you an example. I recorded seven videos that were all super valuable for content creators. And none of them are like super crazy edited or anything. They're just, you know, recording, pausing when I need to think, recording again. And then I'm going to add Instagram captions to them later that are the easiest way to create captions. They're not the most stylized or crazy cool, but they serve the purpose. And then I'm going to upload it to TikTok and I'm going to, you know, add the sound and all that stuff. That's my efficiency process. That's value. Value first. Value first always. Again, you could dress up, you know... (laughs) The example that I sometimes give, and I might have to mark this as explicit, but uh, on the podcast episode, but you know, you can dress shit however you want to, but at the end of the day, it's still shit, right? You could put it in a suit, um, you could, you know, polish it up, it's still shit. So at the end of the day, value has to be the most important thing. Everything else comes second. So again, if you all you have time for is value and maybe you don't have time to to go and edit it to keep consistent with your posting schedule, don't worry about it. Value will always shine through to the viewer, to your audience, even if you don't have all the flashy lights. Okay, that's a very important thing to learn, and I think that is probably the most, one of the most valuable things I've learned over the eight years of creating content. Value first, always. Everything comes second. Okay, next one. Batch record will save you time and keep you from being anxious about posting content, all right? So what is batch recording? Batch recording is essentially when you have seven ideas and you record all of them in a single day. So instead of recording one a day and then posting it, right, you might think, okay, well, if I have to post once a day, I record you know, in the morning or sometime during the day and then I post at night. Um, that's a system that will eventually break, crumble, and fall because let's say there's a day where you just don't have the time. Like something comes up, right? It, it will throw off your rhythm. So pick a day where you know you have an hour, two hours to create content. Probably if you're a part-time content creator, it'll be your day off from work, which you know might be any day of the week, but, but carve out time during your day off to create content, right? One to two hours, whatever you have available for yourself. And do your best to have everything lined up before you actually start hitting record. That way you can just look at your, you know, your topics. Okay, these are the seven topics I'm going to talk about. You record, right? You maybe mess up a couple times. You will mess up a couple times. It's totally fine. I mispronounce words all the time. I stutter. You never see it because I just, I just don't, I just redo the take. But my point is, is that batch record on a specific day, have all your content at least recorded. And then, you know, throughout the week, right before you post, or maybe, you know, the day you're going to post, you know, polish it up, add those captions, add those hashtags, uh, maybe add a sound that's, you know, you think will work well with the content, um, add any text on screen that you might feel is valuable for the, the creator, add your subtitles, all that stuff, and then hit post. And you'll find that batch recording is, is so much more of an efficient system because the, the most time consuming part and the most you know dedicated uh, time that you need when you're a content creator is the recording process. And if you're recording on your phone, even then it's it can be challenging to, you know, actually do consistently. So just remember, do your best to find a time where you can batch record, you know, five, seven, 10, whatever you have time to be able to make videos, 
And then that way you have content that's ready to go out on the day that you schedule it, right? whatever day that might be, okay? All right, we got one more. So I guess that was number 10. Let me count these really quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Yes, this is number 11, all right? Final tip, all right? Here it is, number 11. Use more, or I should say, use less I statements and more you statements. One of the things that can be difficult about creating content is not talking about yourself, right? And I'll preface that by saying that if you're using an example from your own experience to teach somebody else, that is completely fine. But when you are saying, I did this, I do that, I would do it this way, I would, that word I will start to discourage people from watching your content because it's, it's about you. They might, not, you might not say that, but they're going to feel that and they're going to think that. So when you're using I statements, understand or, or let your audience understand you're saying it to help them. Right? It's not like, oh, the other day, you know, I have 50,000 followers and I did it because of this, blah, blah, blah. If you're going to say something like that, if you're going to use statements from your experience, say, this is how I've experienced it. And I want to tell you about this so that you can learn from either my mistakes or my successes, right? Okay, cool. Now I understand as a, as a audience member, as a viewer, okay, they have experience in this. They're going to teach me how to avoid it or to, you know, go 10 X on it. I understand that they still have me in mind as their value. There was a creator the other day, the first 20 seconds of him talking was him talking about how he had success. And I was like, bro, that's way too long. 20 seconds, like you barely have five, my, five seconds of my attention. Now, because it was, a, it was a topic I was interested in, I was willing to stay to the end and it was like a 30 second video, but he spent the first three fourths of the video talking about himself. And I actually commented on the post. I said, you know, this is a half decent episode, but you talked about yourself too much. And there were a couple of people that, you know, liked the post. And, and so it's, it's a, people feel that, right? So Think about when you're, when you're writing content, when you're creating video content with audio, think about the word you interject the word you more. I want you to be successful. Not I was successful because blank, right? At the end of the day, it's about your viewer. And if you make it about anything other than your viewer, you're shooting yourself in the foot. So honestly, this is something that I'm not perfect at either. This isn't me like on a pedestal. None of this stuff is like me on a pedestal saying like, hey, I'm better than all of you. It's, it's simply just things that I've learned. And this is one that I'm still getting used to is catching myself when I talk about myself too much. And sometimes it happens. Sometimes I'll record a video, I'll watch it back and I'm like, nah, I'm saying the word I too much. I'm talking about my own experience. The other day I was making a video where I was saying how I grew my fitness account to 50,000 followers on TikTok. And I had to remind myself, okay, am I doing this to provide value? And so the other half of that video was, these are things that I've learned, not, you know, I've, I have 50,000 followers, blah, blah, blah. I'm the best. I did this. I did that. Um, it's about, well, this is how I grew my account. If you want to grow your account to this much too, these are things that I've learned that you can implement as well, right? You're still, you're, you're spinning it so that it's still valuable to the audience member. All you're doing is saying, I, I, here's proof that I did this. If you also want to do this, these are some things that I did that might help you out, right? That's all you got to do. So just trying to be about the viewer, about the person who's watching your content and less about yourself. 
If you can do that, your content's going to be A+, 10x, 10x that A+. All right. Okay, so that is it for me. This was an awesome video uh, episode to record. I know it's a little bit longer. It's almost twice as long as some of my other episodes. So thanks for sticking around. I appreciate your time. Uh, that being said, uh, make sure that you, before you go, go hit me up on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, whichever one you use, whichever one you want to follow me on, at Shane underscore PTC. I would appreciate and be grateful for your follow and connecting with you. Half the reason I do this is because I love creating content. The other half is because I love connecting with people. Those are my two favorite things. So don't be shy. You know, tell me what episode you listened to that brought you to my social media accounts. Uh, say hi when you get a chance. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to learn where you are as a content creator. Um, and if you're a part-time content creator, I'd love to learn what it is that you do. And just get an idea. You know, just connect and just build a community of people that want to get better at making content and do it in a fun atmosphere. Um, nobody's better than the other person. We're all in different parts of our journey. We can all learn from each other. There's plenty of creators that I've learned from that are, you know, that are at ground zero. Um, and there's plenty of creators that I've learned, for, learned from that are highly successful, way more successful than I am. There's always an opportunity to learn from everyone. So don't feel like, oh, you know, you know, this person is that or this person is that. No, that's not how that works. We just build a community of creators that love creating content so we can all grow in our own way in content creation. So anyway, thanks a ton for listening to this episode. I really appreciate you being, whoa, I'm losing my, losing my brain talkings. I really appreciate you being here. I hope you have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week, and I will see you in the next episode.